Good morning and welcome to Faithbrook Church. I'm Chrissy Thompson, our Connections Director, and I'm so happy to have you here with us today. And if you're online, a welcome to you as well. Well, if you are newer here to Faithbrook, we would love to connect with you. So if you would grab this blue connection card from the seat pocket in front of you, fill it out, and just drop that in the giving box on your way out. Or if you're online, you can go to faithbrook.church forward slash connect, and we'll connect with you there. Um, I'll follow up with you this week, and I look forward to connecting and getting to know you better. At Faithbrook, we love God, we love people, and we journey together. And moms, we know we need to journey together, stick together as we parent. So we are so excited to announce that we are offering a mom's mini conference on Thursday, June 29th. It is the Fearless Moms Conference that I attended um, in the spring, and I'm so excited to bring that content back to you. So on Thursday, June 29th, we'll be having a mom's mini conference. You get to come here, we'll have dinner and lots of laughter and some great discussion. It's biblical, practical, and science-based parenting, and you're going to love it. So get more information on our website under events, and also you can do that under our Church Center app. We look forward to having you join us. Well, let's now welcome our lead pastor, Jim Comfort, as we jump into our Celebration Sunday. Well, welcome to Faithbrook on this Celebration Sunday. This is our kind of our annual day that we kind of look back and celebrate what God has done in people's lives and through our church. It's kind of our annual report. If you are new to us, uh, this might be a good day for you. Just kind of figure out what is the DNA, what are the uh, core values of the Faithbrook Church. If you're watching online, we want to welcome you. It's so good to have you today. This, this day celebration, Sunday, kind of fits into our June series, of the here, near, and far, what God is doing, wants to do through us in our personal witness. We noticed that uh, God was always, uh, Jesus was always talking in analogies and stories. The correct word is parables, just to communicate his heart, his, his values, his vision. And we see in Matthew 13 that Matthew recorded a little story he told about the mustard seed. He said to the crowds, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Someone took the seed, planted in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it grows, it is the largest of all the garden plants. It becomes a, a tree. Birds come and rest in its branches. So Jesus is painting a picture for average person to kind of see his heart. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, this was his agenda. This is what he wants to see happening. And he picks this little ordinary mustard seed. Well, mustard bushes and trees were very common. They were agricultural. They were gardens. So everybody knew what a mustard tree, a bush was. But the seed was so small and a lot of times, faith can start very small, just a belief, just a start. But as God continues to uh, transform us and love us, our faith individually can start growing. Before we know it, something life-giving, something healthy starts getting birth and, and grown, and it collects together. And before you know it, you, you can have this tree that is amazing to give sanctuary and life. And he notices that the birds that come and rest in that tree. Could it be that all of us need a little bit of rest? Could it be that life is demanding, there's challenges, and we're, we have all kinds of questions and messages out there? What is the truth? Is there a place that we can come and bring our family and kind of cling to something that is solid, that's something, something that's stable, something that's transformational? We notice these birds I'm sure they're busy burning up a lot of energy. And when they come to rest, it, it gives them some shade. Uh, other times it might protect them from predators on the ground. And there's some times where there they can eat, they can, they can feed their souls and their life. I believe this is the picture that Jesus was trying to say to his church. 
The life is complex. Uh, there's all kinds of changes. Uh, things are just uh, barely hanging on from between our, our marriages to our family to even our bodies. And there is a life-giving tree, some place, some people, a God that we can come to that, that is transformational and blessing to our soul and our life. You know, all of us are on a journey of life. Some are older, some are younger. We all have our burdens. We all have our, our challenges. Uh, Faithbrook is set right here in this setting where a lot of younger families are moving in and taking on a, a large mortgage and trying to put some roots down and trying to find themselves as, as parents and, and marriages. And, and many of them are, are shopping churches. Many of them like, we need, we need more in our family life than just what we can get through our careers or just our social life. This God that can be part of our milieu and our, and our family um, functions and they chop faith rook. And here we are kind of like the, the mustard tree that families in their busy world and their busy life can come and find some hope, find some truth and find some love. Sometimes people come and need a rest on a branch uh, because life has let them down. Life has really smacked them. There might be a, a loss of a loved one. There could be a, a career crisis there be something maybe in their relationships and they're like, for once in their life, like may, maybe I need something more than what I could obtain myself. Maybe there's something deeper in life. And, and if we reach out to God and open our hearts and souls to God and, and receive him, that little mustard seed of faith begins to germinate and it's nurtured and it's developed. And before we know, we start witnessing we start believing what we were singing, that there has been some help. There has been some healing. There has been some, some love in our darkest, deepest points. And God is real. And we join together and start sharing that goodness and that truth with others. And before we know it, this, this church, this, the Greek ecclesia, these movement of people start becoming this, this tree that gives life, gives shade, gives hope, and people start reconnecting with God. My friends, I'm happy to report to you. I'm happy to say to you, this is the heartbeat of our church. It's kind of what Christ has called us to do. A people that love God with all our heart, soul, and strength, and a people that love people to serve, to care, and ultimately to journey together. So if this is the heartbeat of Christ, if this is the vision of God, how are we doing? Is there anything we can celebrate in this last year collectively as a church uh, that we can say God has done? Well, I'm, I want us to share that I'm, I'm celebrating today. I'm very thankful today on this, this Celebration Sunday that God has been in the house and God has been with Faithbrook this last year. Uh, if you look at a lot of our stats and, and stories and people and, and the structure of our church, God has guided us and God has provided for us and God has protected us and even replenished our, our church from a historical uh, pandemic. And there's a lot to celebrate. There's a lot to be thankful for. So before we go on and talk about people and stats and things like that, we want to first thank God for his provision and his protection and first love. So can we give God just a praise clap this morning? Say, thank you, Jesus. We celebrate you, God. We love you. You are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. We also want to thank God for the many partners in our church, people that are wholly invested. I, I, I can really relate to the Apostle Paul as he was thanking his partners in the first chapter of Philippians when he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul knows that the gospel is the most important thing. And not everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon. Not everyone sees it and believes it and, and wants it. But for these people, it was important. And partnership is, is like going shoulder to shoulder, uh, getting in the trenches, uh, teaming up for the things of God, for the causes of God in his kingdom. <clears throat> 
one of our, some of our greatest partners here at, at Faithbrook is a group of gentlemen at this time. They call it our church board. Uh, they are kind of like our elders of our church, and I just want to brag on them. Here's a picture of seven of our church board members or, or elders. The Baptists would call them elders. These gentlemen uh, kind of uh, have our church's uh, mission and vision. They guard that mission and vision. We don't always elect uh, males. We're, we're open to females. We've had females on this board before. But really, uh, they are the stewards or the trustees of the, the heartbeat of our church. They want to see, oversee that we are guided properly, that the, the lead pastor, me, that is, that is uh, healthy and whole, uh, that I am doing the right things for God. They're also the overseers of the, the things that are trusted with God, like finances and our assets. Uh, these are the people that uh, appoint a church financial director, or the old word would be church treasurer. Uh, Michelle Hamilton is our church treasurer. And so what are the, the things that we're going to do with the assets from building to people to programs? We, we are staff led, but we are board guided. And they exemplify our core values at our church here, that they are in community, that they are being discipled. Uh, they are volunteering. They are inviting. They are worshiping. They are giving at a tithe level. And so they're fully invested in the things of God here at Facebook. And I celebrate them. And I'm so thankful. There's, there's some dicey things these days in our culture and church. And so they are the sounding board. Uh, they pray about any strategic decisions that we do in our church and I appreciate all that they do. I also want to celebrate our amazing staff. I have a great job. I get to work with some awesome staff every week, every day. And I just want to have some shout out, starting with our, our office administrator, uh, Nancy Ramsey. She's a joy to work with. She does a great job. There's Jackson Zira. He's our church custodian. He makes this place look great and spotless. I, I love Pastor Ron McGilver. Uh, he gives uh, love and insight to our seniors. And then there's our <clears throat> volunteer staff person, Pastor Peggy Wagner. Uh, she does a lot with just leading our prayer ministry, teaching, credentials, appreciate her. Then there's our new uh, connections director, Chrissy Thompson. Just her vibrancy and her joy and creativity. She does a wonderful job. Pastor Taylor leads our, our marketing and our social media and also our worship and arts. Fantastic job. And then our newest member, uh, Eric Vogel. I can't say enough about these young people and this staff. Uh, I, I see them as our, our just young guns, rock stars, that we are passionate and we are glued together with wonderful joy and chemistry to take on uh, the mission that God has called us in connection with our board, connection with our partners in our church and each other. God is helping us and we believe we're going to have a great year going forward and we are celebrating the year in the past. But our purpose as a church, <clears throat> our mission is to help lead people into a new and thriving life in Christ Jesus. We don't do the saving. We don't do the transformation. But we can, we can encourage people and lead and share the good news of leading people into a new life in Christ. And ultimately, that they can thrive in their life. I, we celebrate seven adult people indicated this last year. They said yes for the first time or a very long time to Christ in their hearts. We celebrate that. Let's give that a, a clap. It's a high value. Their names are written in the book of heaven. Christ went to the cross for life. And we celebrate uh, three people that um, joined the water baptism. Here's a, a picture of two adults. They're, uh, they're in their 60s. And they just came to that point and said, we need to do this. A crisis in our hearts. We've been journeying with Jesus a long time. This is Wayne Nesset, and this is a Priscilla Spray. And uh, th they, in their life group, uh, did water baptism. I was privileged to, to baptize them in a hot tub, of all places, uh, this last spring. So we uh, celebrate with them uh, going f forward and what God is doing in, in their, their life. You know, it's not just all about just newness in Christ, but also thriving. Uh, when we become Christians, it's not just a matter of surviving, but also thriving in Christ Jesus because Christ is, makes life better 
and makes us better at life. It makes us better parents, makes us better uh, spouses and people, and, and we want people to thrive. And so we look for people taking steps of engagement. And I can celebrate and report to you that we had 84, we identified 84 steps of engagement. People said, you know what? <clears throat> I, I want to start reading the Bible. Uh, how do you get that YouVersion Bible app? Uh, is there a place where I can serve? Uh, maybe I'd like to start giving a donation and offerings. Or I would <clears throat> like to invite my friend or my neighbor. 84 different steps. And what's incredible is 36 of them were for the first time. They started showing up at Faithbrook. <clears throat> and they said, I, I want to start somewhere. And they stepped into one of these areas where they can engage Christ and start thriving and growing in their relationship with, with Christ Jesus. Uh, we want to offer a, a place where people can connect and thrive and grow in their faith. Last summer, <clears throat> we had three different camps from our, our family camp to our teen camp to our children's camp in different connection events and people start getting encouraged. They see each other. They start becoming friends. They start becoming sticky. Uh, one of the newest things we did this last winter, first ever, was our man camp. Uh, 25 different guys showed up between Friday and Saturday. They had a wonderful time. We're, we're starting to kind of mimic that with, as Chrissy just shared, about this mom's conference that's coming up in a, in a couple of weeks uh, to help people grow in their faith, to help people be encouraged in their faith, and to thrive in their faith. One of the big indicators of people growing, this, this seed of faith that's collectively and, and um, organically um, grouping with other people is when people volunteers. Volunteering grows our faith because it costs us something, and we have to risk some things, and we have to put ourselves out there, and before we know it, it helps grow us spiritually. It's wonderful to announce to you that in Faithbrook right now, we have 127 different volunteers, 127 different volunteers. If you volunteer in some capacity here at Faithbrook, would you raise your hand? Raise your hand. 127. Now, two weeks ago, we had an appreciation night for them, and uh, we do this every year. Uh, here's a picture of everyone that showed up that night. Uh, we took a Dunkin' Donuts theme. Dunkin' Donuts theme is America Runs on Dunkin'. And uh, this year, our theme was Faithbrook Runs on Volunteers. And uh, 31 of those volunteers, 127, were, were brand new this year. They said, hey, where can I help? I'd like to volunteer my time. And they stepped into uh, service and helping people find Christ and, and grow in th their faith. So most of it is a pretty fun night. Uh, it was a donut theme. Uh, it was a great time. And we have a special, couple of special serious um, awards because every year we want to find someone that's really distinguished them, sir, themselves or a, a family or a couple distinguished themselves in service through the years. It's kind of a, a lifetime award, if you will. And this year's Distinguished Service Award goes to Rich and Bonnie Walker. Uh, this, this couple here uh, has given their lives to, to Christ. In fact, in two weeks, you're going to hear their spiritual journey and story. Uh, God called them to be world mission missionaries, and they're going to be sharing about that in, in two weeks. They came back off the mission field, and uh, they found themselves in a local church, found our church, and for years, they've been faithful members and serving and giving. Every Wednesday, you'll see them with our teenagers leading a small group, uh, always generous with their vans and their bikes and their equipment. Uh, they have involved in the, the support of our family camps and throughout district and state events, always generous, always faithful. And uh, the other recipients, former recipients of the Distinguished Service Award, they are the ones that vote and they chose the walkers today. In fact, they are in Indianapolis as we speak. They are representing uh, the state of Minnesota <clears throat> because the Church of Nazarene, the movement we belong to, is having their global um, assembly this weekend. And so they're there. They'll be delegates and doing some, some work. So congratulations to Rich and Bonnie Walker. We're so happy. In fact, we, they got a free big donut that they can eat for the rest of their life. Yes. 
So those who have just said, man, we love this church. We feel like God is calling us to partner with this church in an official way. Here at Faithbrook, we call partners, uh, we call members partners because it's just not a matter of just sitting down and say, hey, you serve us, right? If you're going to be a partner at Faithbrook, we want you to get in, in line and to shoulder to shoulder to go after what God is going after and to reaching people and loving people. And so we celebrate 10 new people that came into partnership this new year or new members. Uh, we have the Swansons and the Moors and the Friesens and the Hardgraves and then our our staff, a couple this year, uh, the Vogels, Allie and Eric, and we celebrate them. Uh, welcome to Faithbrook. Uh, these people, it's like, man, we're willing to give. We're willing to serve. We're willing to invite. Uh, we want to be in community and be discipled, uh, and you can count on us. Uh, so new partners for the things of God and the things of, that are on our hearts. So uh, good for them, and we celebrate and report these two new uh, members. Now, part of this mission of uh, helping people uh, find Christ and to thrive in Christ really comes down to a couple of focuses at our church. We can't do it all. We won't do it all. So what's really the essential things of Christ to reach people and to help people grow in faith? And so we've identified four focuses in our church that we really put our energies and our resources in. And the first one um, is our worship experience. So we only have maybe an, an hour with people that would maybe watch online or take time on their Sunday morning to come and to worship with us. And so we need to give it all we have uh, to, to reach people and share the good news of Jesus Christ. I believe that Sunday morning's experience should be the best hour of the week. For adults, for kids, uh, life is tough. There's a lot of pressure. And so when we come to this place, is the love of God, the spirit of God here that reaches people? Do we preach and do we sing and do we do church in a way that is relevant, that people walk away and say, man, I got something out of that. I felt the love of God. I'm going to change and grow. Um, and sometimes our style is unique. Sometimes uh, people come from more of a traditional background. It's more kind of structured in here. It's more of a relational, authentic type of um, of communication, of worship style. And some people are like, oh, I'm not sure. But pretty soon, they're like, you know, I feel comfortable here. I feel very welcome here. I can kind of be myself and grow and let God help me. And God has helped us. I can report to you that our attendance online and in person has grown almost 10% over this last year. Uh, we've had some amazing um, um, services and Sunday mornings. This last Easter, we had our, probably our largest crowd ever here at Faithbrook. Almost 400 people attended through the different services. It, it helped a lot. Last Christmas, we did an experiment and tried to uh, um, produce a Christmas program, the old-fashioned Christmas, and families loved it. The kids loved it. They came. It was a special Sunday, and, and it doesn't get pulled off unless we have some volunteers. And I want to thank our, our worship team, Pastor Taylor. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, while you're getting up or still sleeping, they're here early practicing, uh, setting up between our tech people, our musicians, our vocalists. It comes together. We're so appreciative of them and also our guest services. Uh, I believe that if people give us a try and they come in our campus, the moment they see our campus, our layout, uh, there should be a signal to people that this is a sanctuary to you. Uh, if you're far from God or you've had a tough week or you've got some burdens, there should be a love and a spirit and a graciousness. By the time those doors open to you, there are hot coffee. Our volunteers are waiting for your kids. Uh, our things are set up and clean, and there's going to be a special hour for you to connect with God. It's one of our focuses that God is calling us to do, to lead people into a new and thriving life in Christ Jesus. Another thing that's always been on our heart since we were planted here, and that is to reach the next generation. I, I believe it's the older generation uh, that has a responsibility to share the goodness with the next generation. These kids and these teenagers are in a new um, hostile kind of environment with a lot of changes. 
And they're making their minds up. Do I want to continue with Christ? Do I want to even do Christ? And so the experience they have on Sunday mornings to our midweek services make a huge difference. And, and uh, it's been fun to see this last couple of, uh, this last year, how our children's ministry and families has grown. Uh, we are kind of getting maxed out some Sundays in our rooms. Our children on Sunday morning alone has grown 35% in this last year. We've had like a baby explosion, right? I mean, it's just babies everywhere. My 14-year-old son was serving and, and, and volunteering last week in the toddler room. And he says that we had like 11 toddlers back there last Sunday. It was, a, it was amazing, right? Um, and it's not just start with kids. It also goes with teenagers, our, our teens on Wednesday nights meet. Uh, I, I, some of you know that last fall, our youth pastor, Brendan Burnt, I felt like they needed to step away from ministry for a while. And so here we were without uh, a youth minister. And so the scramble was on, the search was on. How do you find that, that person? And, and meanwhile, there's volunteers between the, the walkers and Heidi Hathaway. And Pastor Taylor said, I'll, I'll be willing to give some extra time. And, and they came together and they made it through the year. In fact, seven of the teenagers in a, in a, in next month are going down to Tampa Bay, Florida to uh, attend a national conference. It's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime conference. We call it NYC, and we're so proud of them in our teen ministry, seven of these teenagers, and we're going to be hearing from them when they get back. That's on Wednesday nights. Uh, we also poured into our preteen. We call it Level Up Ministry. And so when uh, Pastor Brendan said, um, you know, I think we need to step away. Uh, on t- what are we going to do? Because he was so rambunctious and energy for these preteen. And, and there was the sole volunteer left, James Mingus. He's like, how are we going to accomplish this? And we were desperate, frankly. And God showed up through a couple of moms who just kind of started attending Faithbrook. And their kids started attending Level Up. And they said, we can't let this die. And they were willing to say, you know what? We will take it on. We'll figure it out somehow to give some life to these preteens because they're so precious. And so I just want to celebrate and just uh, show these two sisters are actually sisters. Uh, can, look at that ministry. Can you believe that? I mean, talk about sacrifice. This is Anna Long and Laura Whitehouse, right? Their kids are back there somewhere, right? This was the Christmas party. They did a fabulous job of just kind of uh, ministering to these kids and teaching these kids. And they would have from, from 8 to 15 on Wednesday night. Uh, over the Easter, they had like maybe 24, 25 kids on an Easter egg hunt. It, it was crazy. They did a great job. Uh, God helped us so much because the next generation, we have to reach the next generation from young parents to young kids to say, man, it's, it's, it's worth finding Christ and living for Christ in your life. The third <clears throat> focus that we have as a church is life groups. This is our discipleship engine. This is where we want people to find friends and do life together. We, we ask our, um, our, our people uh, to lead our life groups uh, to find a place. Sometimes they, they meet in coffee shops, to living rooms, to our conference room here with our seniors. And there they learn about the things of God. They discuss the things of God. They learn about loving each other. And they even have a lot of laughter. And we want people to get sticky. We want people to just say, hey, man, we need a journey together here at Faithbrook. And it comes through this focus of life groups. And the fourth focus that we have is outreach. So what can we celebrate? What did God do through us this last year on reaching our world? You know, I believe a crisis in the church, that he wouldn't stay in the church, that people in the neighborhood and community would know there's some Jesus there in that Facebook church. And so we want to mobilize all of us three to five times a year. Last summer, we mobilized you to give donations to, to donate some fully equipped backpacks. I believe there was 45 backpacks that Faithworth gave to uh, some families here in the Dayton area. Uh, the kids were in need. Thank you very much. And then that, that fall, uh, you grouped up to donate some Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes that our teens and our preteens packed. And then someone donating some money to ship those, those 
Christmas shoeboxes to third world nations where kids don't have much. Thank you very much. In December, you were willing to bring in hundreds of pounds of food for people in our community that are struggling with just having enough food in their homes. Thank you very much. And then in the winter, uh, we packed over 1,700 food packs to feed my starving children. And then this last May, during our bikes and barbecue, you donated over $800 for the Safe Haven Foster Care Shop that ministers to foster families. So praise God. We appreciate that Kim Burnt and his wife Michelle leading the cause. Uh, they're looking for some volunteers and some help as we go forward to impact our community, impact our world. <clears throat> well, all this goodness that God has done uh, cannot take place unless there's some generosity. There's some people um, that give. Well, <clears throat> before I, I do that, I do want to back up a little bit and uh, celebrate this new find of our next-gen youth pastor, Eric and Allie Vogel. Uh, they're hard to find, but this gentleman just came out of seminary uh, out of Illinois, and he had some experience, and he said that he had the heart and willingness to help us with the next generation. And so our board felt it was smart to restructure our staffing and give him a full-time job. And so Eric's job is going to be really on Sunday mornings to really find volunteers and organize our great children's ministry on Sunday morning. And then he's going to be kind of overseeing Tuesday's level up preteen. And then, of course, kind of being the central youth pastor on Wednesday night. It's a big job. Pray for them. If you haven't met them and their, their baby, uh, CJ, please uh, find them and introduce yourself because the next generation is highly valuable here at Faithbrook. Um, and we, we appreciate what God has done for us. So as you can tell, nothing is free and nothing is easy, but uh, so giving has, um, is, is valuable. And I want to report to you where we're at with our, our giving. Last year, our board set an operating budget at $500,000. They said, you need to tell your staff that, that we're going to only spend like $500,000, and we're going to pray that people give to that for through the whole year. And you can see on the staff there, we can celebrate that we almost got all of that $500,000. We missed it by 3%. Uh, that's probably one of the highest giving uh, years we've ever had here. We've been here six years uh, $485,000 you gave through tithes and offering. Let's, let's give God a hand for that. Thank you very much. <clears throat> it's so important. Just give you a little financial uh, overlay. Uh, we have about 300, a little over $300,000 in savings in reserve. That $300,000 is sitting there for emergencies. If there's big problems, we are always going to have a nest egg for rainy days. We also are setting aside money for a future addition that we might probably have to put on here. Many of you know that there is a daycare. That daycare rent, we don't run the daycare. They just rent from us. We just stack that money and that rent into our savings uh, because we, we don't want to be, be, be dependent on that daycare. So we're sitting pretty good. I can report to you that our mortgage was brought down significantly this last year. Our mortgage uh, on this 12 acres of property and probably this building's over $2 million is $355,000. $355,000 only. Uh, so we celebrate that. We celebrate that we identified 21 different new giving units. In this last 12 months, 21 different people <clears throat> or families said, we're going to start giving. And a giving unit, someone has given three times or more. Uh, uh, that would be a new giving unit. So we're, we're so uh, pleased with that, what God has given. We also believe that we not only want to make an impact in our front yard or backyard, but around the world. So we're part of a global movement, the Church of the Nazarene, that uh, serves and supports our 500 missionaries. We're going to be talking about that in a couple of weeks. And because of that, we, support, we gave, Faithbrook gave $28,000 uh, to the, for salaries and housing and, and medical insurance to these uh, 500 missionaries around the world on the front line. And it doesn't happen unless people are willing to say, man, I want to love God. I want to serve God. And uh, I will give faithfully and generously uh, to the financial needs through Faithbrook. So thank you very, very much.
So there's a lot to report. There's a lot to celebrate. But my friends, we still live in a very um, tense culture out there in our society. I would suggest to you that uh, our society is slowly deteriorating. Uh, Every day we see the headlines. Every day we're trying to navigate and deal uh, with things for our families and our psyche and our our emotions. There, There are people that are up against it. There are people that are far from God. And before you know it, there's just kind of a slow burn in our society. It shows up sometimes in the coarsening of our language, our tensions, our divisions. There's high inflation. Uh, there is changes always happening in our culture, in our society. We've noticed that the counseling centers are all booked up. People dealing with discouragement, anxiety. There's still addictions and affairs and even suicide Um, And many people are just kind of drifting away from the things of God, drifting away from a loving God. And we're kind of up against it. The stakes are high, but God still wants to rescue people. God still wants to call people. God still wants to uh, transform and heal people from the inside out. And speaking of rescuing, did you hear about the amazing Mount Everest rescue that happened last month? Many of you know that Mount Everest is the tallest mountain in the world. It's almost 30,000 um, 30, feet above sea level. And when you get up there about 28, 29, they call it the death zone. There's hardly no oxygen up there. You have to take your oxygen up there if you're ever going to reach the summit. And you can only stay up there so long before the body starts breaking down. And usually every year there's about a dozen people that lose their life because people are trying to get to the summit. Well, this last May... There, there was a Nepali guide and his group that were guiding to a group of people to the summit. And in this death zone, they noticed that there was a body over to the, on the side of this cliff clinging to a rope. The body was shivering and there was ultimately a, a climber that was in distress. And the Nepali guide and his colleagues realized something would have to happen. This man was going to freeze to death and be stayed up there on the side of that mountain unless there was an amazing rescue. Well, you can't send a helicopter up there. You can't call for the fire department to come up there. If they was going to have to rescue this Malaysian man who was in jeopardy of his life, they would have to do it. So they made up a plan that they would strap him up in his sleeping mat and someone would have to put him on their backs and they would have to traverse a steep climb 1,900 feet on their backs and they would take turns of carrying this 200-pound man as he was in distress. It was incredible. They would have to sacrifice their own oxygen. They'd have to take a risk with their own life to bear the burden of this man to get him down to the area where where a helicopter could receive him. Uh, They tell us that it took over six hours to get this man off this mountain to save his life. The helicopter finally uh, received him and took him and did save his life. The experts are still talking about this remarkable, very rare rescue. It says it's very rare for anybody to survive that and have someone carry him on their back that far, that long with any mishaps and even uh, for their life to even survive. Uh, The Malaysian man should be very, very fortunate that someone, some people took the time to rescue him and save his life. My friends, this is what God and his son did for us. God saw us on the side of the, saw the side, we were on the side of the mountain, clinging to a rope, hoping that we could make it to the summit of life, not paying attention to him, but suffocating and shrinking in our heart, getting cold in our soul, and being farther and farther away from God. And for many people, they haven't made the summit. They found that life is not at all as thrill as the commercials and people say it is. And before you know it, life starts breaking down and we start slipping and we start sliding. And we find ourselves clinging to some of the things that maybe the world has shared that this will save us and give us fullness and purpose. 
Sometimes we find that, well, if it's not the thrills and the careers and the money things, then maybe we can move on to something good, to be nicer people, to more generous people, and care about different causes. But still, we are adrift from God. There's a hole in our soul. There's a, there's a, a coldness and a hardening of, of the soul that God created us. And we sit there wondering and searching inside privately, secretly, And here comes God with his son and says, I see your distress. I see the most inner parts of your soul, your questions, your hurts, your darkness. I will come and I will rescue you through the cross. I will allow myself to be crucified on a cross, a Roman cross for your suffering, for your sins. See, we have all fallen short of the glory of God, no matter how put together we are, no matter how uh, successful we are, inside we have all not made it to the summit of God. We are not holy enough, righteous enough. Someone has to rescue us. Someone had to pay the price. And Jesus Christ so loved us that he came to our world and lived on our world and suffered on that cross that we might discover forgiveness. We might discover wholeness. We might discover new life in him. The life is not on the outside. The life starts on the inside. A new birth, a new purpose that gives us security, that gives us joy, that cleanses us from all our regrets, cleanses us from all our sins. And Jesus says, I've rescued you. I'm looking for people who will let that seed of faith grow and join together to provide this mustard tree that people that are hurting, people that are far from God, people that are questioning God could come and maybe listen and, and grow and, 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 and question things that they could grow in their life. Would there be a church, would there be a collective of people who would love me to love God, love people and journey together? My friends, I would submit to you, this is the vision that God wants us to have, to be his witnesses here, right here in our neighborhood and communities, near and far. That's why Faithbrook has a cross on the front of their church, because that's the symbol of the rescue, that we've all fallen short of glory. We can't be good enough and sophisticated enough, but so God so loved us that he died on the cross and he's not on the cross anymore, but he rose from the dead, that he um, authenticated himself and uh, separated himself and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The cross is our symbol. And Faithbrook is part of God's great redemptive plan for a broken world that increasingly continues to break down and deteriorate. See, there's no accident, my friends, that God planted this church on this property was one of the fastest growing um, avenues and neighborhoods. Do you realize that there's over six to 600 to 1,000 new homes that are coming in a two-mile area, young families and seniors and seniors, single people that are moving into this place, and many of them are flopping, flying around like birds saying, is there a tree I can land on? Is there a church that I can trust in? Is there something solid out there that I can bring my kids and there's not going to be scandals and there's going to not be rip-offs and, and hypocrisy, something that is true, something that is vibrant and, and real in Christ Jesus. I can report to you that there are people that have come to crisis last year and families that have clung and and stabilized and they're growing and they're finding Christ and recalibrating their faith in Christ Jesus. The other day, I sent an email to a new family that has started attending Faith Brook. They're kind of shopping churches and and, and they started kind of attending here. And so I said, hey, Great to have you worship. Hope your kids had a great experience. And the mom emailed me back and says, quote, it was a great being back at Faith Rook. We always enjoy worshiping with all of you. Our daughter had an especially great Sunday service as she repeatedly told us how she had so much fun in the car ride home. I'm like, yes, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about with these parents and these children. It's like, you know, that hour on Sunday, there was something special. That was the best hour of the week. I I felt Jesus. I heard about Jesus. The volunteers modeled Jesus for me. And God has been good. That's why we strive to be a healthy, vibrant church. That's why we strive to hire uh, and recruit great staff and leaders and volunteers to see what Jesus sees, to know that the stakes are high to go forward. And there is a lot to celebrate. There is a lot to be thankful for. 
But where are we going in the future? What, what is the course? What is the vision? What is the plan? Is there anything that we're praying for that, that we need God to show up? Is there anything that, that God wants us to direct our steps to? Well, I can share with you this morning as we look at our vision going forward that what we're praying for, what we're striving for is to become a healthy, vibrant, spirit-guided church impacting our community and our world through creating an invite culture that you have confidence to say, man, I know a church that I'd like for you to attend. They're not going to be dogmatic. They're not going to be weird and odd. Uh, they're going to be relevant and you're going to hopefully have an enjoyment. Your kids are going to enjoy it, right? Engaging families because we know families are, are, are really complex these days. Developing leaders, not just staff, but also volunteer leaders and producing ultimately authentic followers of Christ Jesus. That we're real, that we're all in. We see the stats and and. Dayton is one of the fastest growing cities in the state. Uh, there's 600 homes going to be coming down in Faithbrook. Uh, us leaders talk about, God, what do you, what do you see us in the future? Yes, there's there's good chance we're going to have to add on to this facility. Our children's are already kind of uh, packed out. This back wall is meant to be blown out to add to our sanctuary. Our big pinch point is our parking lot. Uh, that A lot of times we don't have enough parking lot. So God is, is moving. But friends, if we don't see it, if we don't believe in it, there's going to be more people on the side of the mountain that are going to be away from God. I would suggest to you that if we don't do our work and see what God sees, there's going to be more divorces. There's going to be more addictions. There's going to be more despair. There's going to be more drifting away from God. And God's asking, would you allow your little mustard seed to grow? Would you be willing to shoulder and partner with people for the things of God? For myself, this is what gets me up in the morning. Uh, I, I am passionate about reaching people. I'm passionate about raising up an authentic, healthy, functional church that, that we can invite people to, that the Bible is not compromised, and the Bible is not going to be watered down, but it's going to be presented in a way that people said, that makes sense for my family. I need that, Jesus, because God makes us better at life, and God makes life better all together. So if you're interested and you see what God sees, can I give you three things that we can do together this, this summer? This is my challenge for you this summer. One, stay connected. I know it's late cabin season. I know it's vacation season, right? But we can stay together online to view us. If you're in town, come on in person because you showing up, it counts. Uh, people see your smiles, know your kids, uh, you're encouraged by others. We have camps, we have connections events. Stay tuned, uh, get our church app, and that will keep you abreast on what's happening. Stay generous. Stay generous um, giving of offerings and tithe. Uh, this $500,000 is, is a, a large goal for us. Uh, we did some math the other day and said, you know, really what it boils down to Believe it or not, it's about $50 per person per Sunday. Uh, this is what it costs for our level to pay our bills and, and minister at this kind of a quality. It's about $50 a person per Sunday. We'd ask you to just kind of think about that. Hey, what are you giving? Uh, we're, we're thankful that there are people who give at a tithe level. They're willing to, to shrink their giving or their spending so they can give 10% of what God gives them, and that helps us. But if everyone took time to pray and say, God, what do you want us to do as a family uh, to help propel the mission, your heart and your, uh, your values here through Faithbrook? So stay connected, stay generous, and stay willing. We're going to need your help. Man, we, we, we're thankful we have 127 different volunteers, and that's awesome. We try to rotate people. That's not every Sunday. It takes 20 to 30 volunteers or more every week uh, to pull off a great service. Um, some groups and teams are really thin. Some people do it on Sunday morning. Some people are in the background. Uh, if you would like to be part of that, think about how you can be willing. This fall, we are planning to go to two services. Sometimes we're packed out here. We know that we're packed out in our kids' area. So this fall, we're going to be asking that everyone join together and offer two services, identical services, 9 and 1030, starting September. And what's, what's, what the really crux is, is can we have enough kids' volunteers that when people come, the same kids' ministry is happening on 9 at the same time at 1030 and uh, 
families can have the choice between 9 and 10.30. If you'd like to think about becoming an official partner, uh, I'm going to encourage you to take out a red card and just write your name on that red card and indicate partners. Um, every couple, couple times a year, we offer a partnership class um, that would just kind of let you know really what, what it's about. You become a partner. You, you vote on board members to pastors to any major financial uh, decisions in our church. I'll send you a document, and we'll have a meeting in two weeks, answer any questions, a little discussion, say, hey, I feel like God's calling us to really uh, invest in Faithbrook. It's mission, it's vision, and uh, to investigate uh, official partnership. You know, in closing, kind of wrapping this up, I can't help but think about that Malaysian climber who was on the side of the mountain of Mount Everest, probably knowing that he was probably going to die. And uh, to his surprise, there were some strangers who were willing to risk their life and pick him up and strap him on their backs for six hours to get him down to safety. And that man is alive today. I can't imagine him telling the story. can't imagine what he's feeling about these strangers who risk their life to save his life. I can't uh, help but think about the, the Nepali climbers who rescued him. They're sitting at that base camp, and they got him on that helicopter, and that helicopter flies away. They know he's a good chance that he's going to survive, and they look at each other like we did it. I wonder how many fist pumps and high fives. They said, man, we, we sacrificed ourselves to help someone else. What kind of satisfaction and fulfillment is that when we join together? That's what happens a lot of times here at Faithbrook. The people that are invested, the, the leaders that said, man, we volunteered, we gave, we prayed, and families are being transformed. People are growing their faith. There's a lot of high fives, and there's a lot of fulfillment. They say, yes, we're doing what God wants us to do. It's what God's vision was is this tree that would be strong enough, healthy enough, vibrant enough that people would say, yes, we can find God there. We can reconnect. We can find friends and hope and truth and the love of God there at Faith Brook. One day we're going to stand before God. And Jesus said, man, I gave my son. God said, I gave my son the people to find Christ Jesus. What did you do? Did you care? Did you give? Did you serve in any way? And we will give a report in. I think God's going to say, did you see all the people moving in around your church? Did you, were you organized? Were you passionate? Did you care enough? Because I cared and I wasn't there, but my people were there. What did you do, Faith Brook? Did you make an impact in your community, in your world? This is what I'm praying for. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm sacrificial for, is to helping people find new life and thrive in their faith. Well, we're going to wrap it up with a prayer in just a sec. But before we do that, we're going to just have a little celebration slideshow and a celebrate what God has done through you and this church in this last year. So, Let's enjoy this. When we stand and we'll pray out, please stand with me. Gracious God, uh, this is the house of the Lord, and we need you so bad. We're so thankful, God, that you have collected us together, friends and family and partners together, Faithbrook, this morning and every Sunday and every week. We thank you for your provisions and your protection, God. Thank you for the people who volunteer and give and love. May we uh, be a bright star in your family, God. May we do your bidding and do your mission here, right there in this corner of Fernbrook and Elm Creek uh, Park Road, God. Bless us and help us to uh, be your witnesses here, near, far, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Enjoy the day. You're dismissed.